Welcome to Lender Leland Podcast. We just had week three of the LCS summer split and uh, a bit of a bit of a kind of upsetty weekend a little bit. I don't know. It came out with a six-way tie for first place. You wanted a 10-way earlier. I did I want the 10-way tie. That would have been as you're gonna get. the best meme, but now we have a six-way tie. But that's a topic for later. The other big news, I'm still waiting to get into the freaking game of TFT. Oh my god, no one cares. <laughs> I want it. Just let me in the PvE right. Just let me in. Let me in. Let me in. I've got three computers trying to log into this motherfucker. Just won't let me do You're despi- You're despicable. <laughs> You have no backbone. I'm just hoping that the uh, the server shut down today really lets me lets me get right on in there. Okay. Is there gonna be a server shutdown? Yeah, there should be unless I missed it, but I don't think I did. Okay, so I think we should go on to our picks from last week, shall we? Oh, we shall. All right. Uh, this is a five and five week for us. But uh, we didn't have the same picks. Uh, We're still uh, exactly 15%. We're 15-15. Both of us were tied in our prediction rating. So uh, it's okay. We're pretty pretty good. So we're literal gods. (laughs) We're literal uh, gods who can flip coins. We are literal coin flip wizards. Uh, We're never... Oh, I should close my window. Uh, Oh, I should turn off my air conditioning. What? What? Nothing. I turned off my AC. Oh, sorry. Okay. Look. It was about to get loud. So, um, I think we both had Fox a little bit higher than we really should have, especially judging by this week. You're not wrong. Uh, and I think we definitely had CLG a little bit lower than we should have, judging by this week. Again, you're not wrong. So those were kind of the two big, uh, upheavals, I, my I would say. Week? No. Um. <laughs> that's true. I don't think you're wrong. Uh... Any anything else of uh, of note that happened here? Uh God, no. TL seemed to win both their matchups pretty easily. Um, I mean, the undefeated Optic Gaming lost <laughs> twice. Wow, who would have guessed that that horse was not gonna go on forever? <laughs> it, it was. Who? It was looking so promising, and they they totally didn't have a fairly easy schedule until they had to play. A, C9 and TL. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an easy schedule. It was actually all skill. Um, but you know, nothing lasts forever. Still no undefeated seasons. Uh I think we'll have to survive. Well, I expect to see Optic level out. Uh I'm pretty sure their schedule next week isn't that easy either. Uh so yeah. Optic has TSM next week, and then Echo Fox. So, man. They have Echo? Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, their first couple weeks were pretty pretty solid, and then they played two of the best teams. <laughs> so they lost. I don't know. I don't know. I, I felt like the 4-0 was going to – I liked it when it happened. I thought it was funny. And I was happy to see it, but I didn't really have any faith in it lasting. <laughs> what about you? Did you see that going on for longer? Uh, no. I thought they're for, they definitely had a very, like, one of the easier schedules coming out for the first two weeks. And then coming into week three, if they were able to beat C9 and TL, the question is, what the hell happened to C9 and TL? I don't really think... Yeah, and that would happen to Optic. Yeah, I don't think Optic is really... Improving to the point where I think they're going to Worlds. I just think that they've improved substantially by comparison to last split's optic. So it's not that hard to do. It's not that hard to do, but it gets you into playoffs, which is something you want. And uh a hundred thieves is at the bottom of the standings. Meanwhile, Medios is in playoffs again. So poor choices. It's not locked playoffs. Eh, maybe. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But yeah, they could grief every game. We could see that brand jungle running it down. It was a support, but okay. We I know, s- but I want to <laughs> see it. 
try to move on to the next topic. Okay, we got match reviews to go over. Uh, first one up, we have uh, TL versus FlyQuest, and this match kind of kind of let me down. I was hoping for a lot more from uh, from FlyQuest, and uh, they uh, they kept on their downward spiral, and TL just kind of stayed steady. So. Eh. Yeah. So I don't know. I I went into this game and I'm like, okay, cool. Viper has a pretty decent matchup into Aatrox, even if it is he, a really he's on heavy. Riven. Yeah, he, he Viper has Riven, and Aatrox and uh, Impact at Aatrox. So it it's a skill matchup more in Riven's favor, from my experience on it. But it's it's hard to totally say. Uh, I have no knowledge of top lane whatsoever. I I mean Riven can not. Riven can win it, but she she has to win early, uh, and she didn't, and it just seemed like FlyQuest were playing without their head, and then TL just kind of played whatever. It was looking pretty good in the beginning, to be honest, where they were stealing Xmithy's ultimate while Xmithy was being really passive on Skarner, mm-hmm. and they almost got a couple of kills with it. But it, they almost got a couple of kills with it. They didn't. They didn't close out on those kills a lot. They didn't per, per, turn those kills into more objectives. They they really were playing up to par. And JJ with a one six and two KDA is starting to look like a lot more dead weight a and liability. Yeah, and maybe what do you JJ does not beat in. his own core. He loses. The better JJ, the core of JJ has been established, but I don't think that shocks anyone. Uh, they had a good, like you said, early game, but oh man, that Baron throw, dude! Oof, dear God! Oof! And then the fight, the second fight at Baron Pit, where double lift was Caitlyn autoing it over the wall, and they were just fuck, just killed four people for free in the Baron. Oh my God! They looked so discoordinated. Like they, after the early game, they just looked like they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what they needed to be doing. They were just like chilling and TL waiting for has a crazy siege comp yeah i mean yes like like caitlin lux insane you, that's you, one of the best lanes in the game right now. with that no it's so fucking good in and they lane, just buff caitlin i know they did was that this patch or 9 11 9 12 and uh that's one of the topics we're going into 9 12 next week i know i'm excited yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. So I like, like I said, I was really disappointed by this match. I was hoping there'd be more to prove, but TL just kind of played TL a little bit better. This is more of what I expected from Team Liquid coming to the split than what they've been showing in the past couple of weeks. Okay. So, so what do we want to talk about about the best game this weekend? That's the Cloud Nine versus TSM match. Do we have nothing more to say about TL Fly? I don't. Yeah, me either. I don't know. I feel like... Well, I guess all I have to say is I think we all rated... We both rated Fly higher because of last season. But looking at their games before this, I can't say I'm especially shocked at how this game went. It just looked like a larger trend and just like disorganization. Yep. Okay. So on to the TSMC9 match. Which, oh boy... Oh boy, was I was I enjoying this match quite a lot, because Bjergsen is pretty good at League of Legends. Sven is pretty good at League of Legends, and Broken Blade, he picked Poppy, and they had Gragas, Aurelia, and Yasuo. That's true. Where are you going, guys? <laughs> Fountain. <laughs> I had a wooden button to stop all your movements in a team fight. Where are you going? Licorice. Yeah, and they never even got cooldown. off the ground. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They had an okay early game. Um, the early game looked pretty even, honestly. Uh, I didn't feel too bad. What really, start, in my eyes, started to throw it is when there was the fight in the top river bush. Sneaky TP'd up. He immediately got E-autoed by Skarner. Right? Like, things were not going well for the, the homies. Uh, things were looking bad. I don't know. It after that fight when they just lost everything, it went from like I think a three two or two three to a f- way 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 in the favor of TSM. And I think that there was just like, I mean, there was coming back from it, but just they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like 
I mean, TSM's not a team that really gets comebacked on a lot. Unless it, no, unless it is C9 or TL, that it just basically doesn't happen. Well, it was C9, and I didn't expect it to happen because they were on such heavy scaling champions, champions that were so item-reliant on Aurelia and Yasuo and their solo laners, and yet they really had just nothing on those champions by the mid-game. They had no items. Well, they had items, obviously, but they, they didn't have enough items. TSM was hitting all their power spikes first, obviously. It was just a shit show. It was a bad time. Yeah, TSM had a lot of control that game. Uh, I think an early Ocean Drake with their comp was probably amazing. I agree. Ugh. Early Ocean Drake is loved by every single one of those champions so much because of all the sustain that it brings. And then they had a Mountain Drake on top of that, giving them some DPS on objectives and Baron. That just it's it's just a recipe for control, and I love it. And it was just it was amazing. I love the draft. I don't like the team comp doesn't seem to look like it does any one thing particularly amazingly. It's honestly not that great at CJ. TSMs? TSMs, yes. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, the. It's scrappy. Team comp of C9 was a shit show. But yeah, TSM's comp is actually really scrappy. It's kind of a pick comp. But like, you want to team fight that comp? They might be kind of low range, but their low range hurts. And they have a Skarner. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was definitely wild as hell, and I wasn't sure. I just, I hated the draft. I really wish we saw Sneaky on the Mage, or just not something else. They had no real front line, <laughs> yeah. and their team fight was kind of bad. And by kind of bad, I mean pretty fucking bad. I think Varus is kind of a weak option right now, because he doesn't bring a lot of wave clear. He's, he's really kind of poke-oriented. I think he's fine on certain comps, but yeah. this is not one of those comps. Like, this seemed like it was super reliant on the Gragas Yasuo comp panning out, and it didn't. And it didn't. <laughs> and I, I feel like if you're waiting for Yasuo to pan out, you're just, you're going to be waiting oh, for gonna, a long time. You're going to wait a long, yeah. a long time. You're going to be waiting until next game or the day before. Like, I think Gragas is definitely back in the meta, but I don't know that he's that strong that you can just kind of pick Gragas Yasuo and not be ready to get punished for it or just think you can instantly kill a bunch of people he's he's yeah. he's good but his ap build is good he isn't really a good tank so you're losing a lot of tankiness by by taking gragas over somebody else like skarner or rexai i agree i think that i you know if you really need the ap fine but then you're gonna need an, a tanky top laner and not aurelia you're gonna need some kind of frontline that isn't just braum uh, because Brum's just not going to be enough to carry you through that. And I mean, I think we just, I mean, we saw what happened. Like, they were fine early game. It wasn't that bad. They got first blood. Cool. But it's just, they couldn't capitalize on it. They couldn't keep pushing it. They couldn't use their advantages because they didn't really have a consistent way to fight. You know, they needed to rely on like extremely good engages, TSM's mistakes. Or just, like, some kind of dumb luck, which doesn't really happen against teams like TSM. Because they're not garbage. <laughs> uh, you know? For, for reference, uh, Sneaky's sitting on uh, Blade of the Rune King, Rageblade, and uh, Runan's Hurricane, and a QSS on Varus. Meanwhile, Zven has full build. I know. <laughs> It hurt to see. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I mean, there was a point where at uh, one point, like, I mean, even pretty early on in the game, like, just getting into mid-games, Ven was 1,500 ahead, going on two items, sneaking, like, half an item. Like, it was BB just stacking not... armor, and they have no AP threat because their jungler is their AP threat. Like, yeah. Well, honestly, I... Cassiopeia probably doesn't look too bad this game. I agree. Uh, and then just take a tank jungler and not. Gragas, who I think, again, is fine in certain comps, but you really can't be putting all your... Look, putting all your eggs in the Gragas Yasuo basket probably works against low-tier teams. It just probably does, because C9 is very good at coordination, things like that. But when you're against TSM, when you're against one of the best teams, you can't just do that. Because there's no, it's the likelihood of Niski just slapping the shit out of Bjergsen in lane is extremely low as compared to some other like low tier mid laner. You need to pick against these teams something way more well rounded and not just gamble on getting a two man combo off. 
I just I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know. Uh, the, uh, Correct um, me if I'm wrong on that though. Uh no, I, I think relying on two champions to pop off. Uh, it's so dangerous when, in a when the game. other team has probably the highest priority pick in League of Legends at the moment at the Which time. Is? Silas. Silas. Especially out of what was banned. Yeah. Actually, Akali was up, but I don't think she's that high priority at the moment. I think Silas is way higher priority, especially into the, their team comp. But I don't think Niski has been really performing that high this split. He's been looking unimpressive, I want to say. He hasn't done anything that's really stood out to me. Licorice has still kind of been, like, piquing my interest, and Sven has had his moments. But Niski just seems entirely off my radar. Like, I haven't noticed him pop off or be the playmaker at all. He may have in one game. I may have missed it, but I just he I haven't seen yeah. it. I have he he hasn't been pulling my attention. To be honest, that's kind of more important than if you're if you're trying to play Yasuo. <laughs> like if you want to play Yasuo, you got to be the man. You got to be able to pull it you out every time. You have to be the time. main carry. You have to be able to like go in consistently and have those like really great moments. And I agree, right? Like I don't hate Niski, but I think he has been seeming to me more of like a Pope out there than of like a Jensen, right? Like he's not your main carry. He's like, you put him on Oriana, you put him on Malzahar, and like that's when he goes off, right? Like you're not seeing him. I don't think of him as like an Echo player. Like maybe a Silas player because I think of every mid laner as a Silas player at this point, right? He's he's not that hard, and knowledge of all the ultimates is the real hard part about him. Yeah, but anyone who's a pro mid laner probably has that. Mm-hmm. Right, like at least at some level, right? <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like seeing him on these assassins always makes me a little nervous because it's it's on these games where I'm like, uh oh, right? Like he had the Zed game a while ago, and I was like, Jinkies! Like what are we gonna do with this? You know? Mm-hmm. But I'm just. I don't, I don't know. It, C9 just came out a little uncharacteristically. I mean, this is one of the probably... At the moment, they're probably the best team in the league looking at who TL has lost to as well. TL, like, I can't tell if TL is taking it easy or trying new things or they're just off-kilter. But TSM has been looking steady with Greg, and I think they've decided to go with Greg, which is probably another thing we should at least mention, that they played Greg twice this weekend. Yeah. So I think if they keep going with Grig and Grig keeps working out, I think I think they have a team and I think they're gonna keep going places, and I think they may have arrived at their decision of like how they want to play League of Legends before uh, TL and T9, and that might put them like in the lead. I come. They might weekend. put them in the lead for a little while, but I don't expect TSF or C9 and TL to go that much longer without knowing what they want. Um, maybe like two weeks, absolutely maximum. There's only so long you can coast off the lower teams, you know? Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I think TSA might have the slight edge, especially if they stick around with Greg. But if they don't, then, like, I'm not sure. But I, I think you're right that they're going to. Yeah. I, I, for all I think Greg is going to be slightly better than Acadian. Yeah, he's, he's, he has had better results than Acadian. I honestly... That's all I get to see. That's all I get to know about. So it's what I'm going with. Yeah. <laughs> it's results-based analysis, but uh. But it's all we have. It's, yeah. What else? We don't have their scrims. We don't have their team chemistry. Like in the how we don't know. So like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was obviously sad to see C9 lose. I was hoping they would win, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm not quite sure. I really think it's the draft, and I think it's like what happened. Didn't we say this last week about C9? Their draft was just like kind of crazy. Yeah. Well. Or was it TL? It probably might have been both. Good chance it was both. I don't know. A lot of the top teams, other than C9, so TL and C9, uh, other than TSM, sorry. So TL and C9 have seemed to me to be doing some really weird draft choices. TL didn't really do it this week. They also had a very easy week, I think. But in those more high-pressure moments, these sort of odd comps, I just don't understand. Like, I really just, like, I remember watching the game live, and I watched the draft, and I was like, I literally don't even know what you want to do with this comp, right? Like, like what is the point? Like, I, I can see 
the the idea here. It's to use the Gragas body slam or the ultimate. No, that I get. But I mean, like in a up. in a professional League of Legends games game against one of the best teams in the league and maybe the world. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What What are you trying to do here? <laughs> and what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like you have this one combo that does not fit in with the other three champions you have picked. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying, they're each trying to accomplish two different things. One is a, a kind of a pick comp with maybe some lucky draws and tower dives, and the other is like a team fight split push comp, which now you have two split pushers and four team fighting champions, but you're trying to pick with it and it's not working, and then you get beat because they have Skarner, and Skarner yeah. just doesn't care about getting picked. Yeah, he just, I mean, he's like, okay, fine. Like, he's like, okay, now you're getting picked. <laughs> yeah, now, and back to you, right? Like, more at 11, right? He just pulls you. And I mean, Greg Skarner was really good. Uh, the Skarner, I think is, I'm surprised more people aren't banning it. It seems to be used extremely well by basically every jungler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to play. It's easy to play, it's and it up. offers an obscene amount of utility and tax on the enemy team. By demanding that at least two to three of their players, at like minimum, buy a QSS, just thirteen hundred gold of stats that could have gone to damage, health, anything else. And it has to go to MR too. It can't even go to armor, which would probably have been better item itemization for uh, TSM's comp in a few instances. No, exactly. That's why Skarner is crazy. I'm actually. This is just a general comment that I'm surprised more teams aren't banning Skarner, right? Like, uh, especially they might now. They might now, but I mean, like, I was surprised Fly didn't ban it against. TL, remember they showed the stats. Like Smithy's ten and one in his career on Skarner. Yeah, like, he's crazy rough. on Skarner, and they just keep giving it to him. And like, I am so shocked that teams keep letting this happen because like it's not that hard of a fix. You know, you ban Skarner, and then you don't have to worry about Skarner. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's it for the TSMC nine coverage. Yeah, RIP. RIP nine, dude. Free nine. All right, uh, so we have a six-way tie for first place. That we do. I need to pull up the standings. I don't remember who. Ex- I could probably name them, but I'm gonna. I want to be. I'm gonna be sure about this. Standings. Okay. So we have TSM, Cloud9, Catalogic Gaming, Team Liquid, Golden Guardians, and Optic Gaming all tied for first place with four and two wins. Followed in seventh by Clutch Gaming at three and three, then the rest of the packs one and five. So, here's the question. Is this the playoff teams? I'm not saying they're positioning. I'm just saying... Yeah, are you're these just saying teams? are these the teams in yes. the playoffs? yes. mostly i wouldn't be surprised to see optic fall and clutch get in but i think everyone else is probably in uh golden guardians have been looking a little bit inconsistent for me so i definitely put them towards the bottom i optic has seemed to be convincingly beating everyone but the top three teams that's uh, fair. I think they play TSM next week, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, so th- their only two losses are to Cloud9 and Team Liquid, two teams that we expect to beat everyone but TSM and each other. Um, yeah. So I-, I think Optic are honestly the strongest to stay out of uh, out that's of uh, GGS C- and CLG, CLG yeah. and them. So that's, that's where I would put them. And I think Catalogic <laughs> Gaming has been kind of moving up quite a bit with ruin and they're they are also arriving at how they want to play with like with ruins specifically mm-hmm. so I, I guess that's a good thing uh but golden guardians have been like i don't know if you belong here at the moment but because i because they did lose the clutch they did lose a game to clutch do they lose their next game to clutch i would 100 say yeah i think clutch is going to get in over them but mm. yeah it's it, it's such it's it's really close and it's it's hard to entirely tell. But I would probably agree that this is the the top the, this top six is our final top I six agree. and our playoff teams. I agree. I think we might disagree on who's most likely to fall out, as we mentioned earlier. But I think that this is the likelihood of Clutch getting up is like man, I don't know. So I'm they, probably they are just only give it... one win behind. 
Okay. Yes, but <laughs> I don't care. Um, I'm pretty confident in these six. And I think these six have looked more consistent than Clutch has looked. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. But, I don't know, it feels weird. Like, I was not, frankly, uh, expecting this to happen. I, I was not seeing a six-way tie happening either. I was expecting someone to pull ahead of the pack. I wasn't expecting uh, TL and CLG to drop games like they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's there? Who's C9's other loss besides uh, PSM? I don't remember. Let's go look at the schedule. I wish I could look at the schedule for a single team. C9. Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians? Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. That was really lucky. From I, Golden Guardians or from C9? From gold, from, for Golden Guardians. That was a really yeah. lucky uh, moment they caught them at there. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's all it takes. But I don't know. I feel like in a second in the second game, I still would likely favor C9. So. Oh, I, I would still favor C9 if they were to play this weekend. Yeah, so So yeah, I think I don't know, there's I like there's not a lot to say there. I think it like there there's probably more to say about why the other teams aren't in. But Yeah. It, it just, Which is that some of them are playing extraordinarily inconsistently and some of them are playing only a little bit inconsistently, but pretty dang inconsistently. One of them seems to have an entire structural problem with their entire game system, whatever you want to call it. Uh, another one just seems... Like, a couple of them seem to have identity issues with they don't know what to do with themselves. So that, that's Echo Fox and FlyQuest. And then Clutch just... They, they're just not there yet. Their variance is too high and they can't really... They just can't crack, crack that egg, and they can't get it get in. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. Having Hooney is just a flat at the moment. He just seems to be the highest variance player in the like in the in the league almost. So I, they got rid of Piglet, and hopefully that stabilizes them. But they they're still trying stuff, and they're still moving people around. So I don't really. It doesn't look like it has been. No, I mean, they look a little bit better, but they look better than the other three below them. But it's I don't I don't think it's enough. Just mm-hmm. uh, all right. I think that's good for that topic. And we are blazing through these. <laughs> uh, we're halfway through the show. Oh wow! Time flies when you're talking League of Legends with your good buddy Ant. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, so. Immortals and Dignitas have both bought their way back into the League of Legends after being summarily denied franchising. Now, when I wrote this, I thought Immortals had a lot more of a branding change than they than they do. They don't like. I thought their logo had entirely changed, but it was an over. I it was an overarching uh, entity, if you will, that owns the whole group of their the the Valiant is their Overwatch team, and then Immortals is a bunch of other things. And now they also own Optic. Yes, Optic. Yeah, so we're going to see Immortals Meteos if he stays on the squad, um, which is going to be sick. Shout out Immortals. I'm glad to see them back. I'm more excited about Dignitas so, because I'm an old fan. I'm an old, old man. So something uh, oh, that's also important is that the entire management structure for these, like the business side, entirely different. No, nothing the same from how they were when they were back in the LCS. I think Dignitas might be more similar to the second time they were in the LCS, but not the time before that. Is that the Shifter time? They might have both been the Shifter time. No, I They think might the, have both been the Shifter days? No, I think the Shifter days is in the original Dignitas days. Oh, okay. Uh, before they bought their way in on Apex. Uh, and uh, their new branding just gives me a headache. Cause th- have you seen Dignitas' new branding? I actually have not. You should just go look it up, because it's, it's really... I just miss the alien. The alien was so, like, I love that, and it's really nostalgic. It was so good. And now it's this owl. And it's just like, really? An owl? With, like, like a coat of arms like that? Really? I'm not, I'm just... I'm not into it, and I'd be like, can you just... Oh, that's way worse. Yeah, I know. I'm like, can you just please go back to this weird-ass, like, early 2010s, late... Too late aughts uh, gaming organization kind of logo that 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 came from because I like that 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 feels good to me and I'm just, uh, I just I don't like it. 
I don't like it either. And I, I'm going to be sad to see Dignitas without the original logo, but I guess I'll get over it eventually. Hey, we uh, have six months to make as much noise as we can to make them change it back. But companies aren't known to change back their branding, their branding like that. So how well do you think, how do you think these changes are going to impact their, their coming back into the LCS, especially with Dignitas's like facelift? And Who is the, Dignitas taking clutch? Yes, they're taking clutch. Uh, so Dignitas has like an entirely new everything, basically. There's nothing similar about this Dignitas to the... I forget if they were the, the Dignitas that bought their way back in the time before the first... The, the other time. <laughs> Dignitas buying their way back into the LCS. The more dynamic duo. Um, and then you have Immortals, <laughs> who Noah's just kind of gone, and I think owns a little bit of Immortals, and just kind of doesn't care. Not not that he doesn't care anymore, but that he's just not involved anymore. Mm-hmm. So, now, to me, honestly, that changes a lot about who these teams were. Like, what I liked about Dignitas was that it was Scarom, a cutie pie, Kiwi Kid, and Crumbs. Oh. Hell yeah, dude. The OG lineup. Yeah. Back what about Patoy, dude? <laughs> What about Patoy when about he walked Jet? over? What about Jet? What about Jet? What about Patoy? What about season two worlds Patoy when he walked over and warded the bush and died and Cutie Pie was just on stream laughing? Because in the comms he said, if you go over there, you're going to die. And Patoy went over there anyway. No, that was Cutie. Died. Cutie's the one who walked over there and died. Was Kiwi their support in season two? I thought no, he was no, their Cutie top. Pie. He was their top. No, no. I it think Tori was the support. I don't remember. Dude, I don't know. Hey, anyway, dude. <laughs> it was so long ago. This was yeah. literally like eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been... Oh, Jesus Christ. I think, I think it was like six. I haven't, I haven't played this game too long. Damn it, bro. <laughs> you were still in high school. Yup. God damn, I'm nauseous. Anyway. <laughs> oh. I'm, oh, God. I'm excited anyway. for Immortals to be back. Like, honestly, more than... Uh, uh, Dan Dignitas because I should say I'm only excited about Dick for the straight possible memes. <laughs> uh, I do am excited to see Immortals back. I don't think they'll be able to achieve their like first season glory when they were just a fucking titan on the rift. I mean, you could they probably they were the team to be in. You could probably get some upgrades for uh, Clutch Gaming with some new with some new money coming in. That's Dig though. Uh, my I'm sorry, I meant Optic. Get a different top laner. And it's a different team. They can already handily beat half the league. Imagine if they didn't have Dokla. Imagine if they had anyone decent. You really like to flame Dokla, buddy. And I, I really, do. I was, look, I, I am so culpable. bad this weekend. I am, I am culpable in this. I let you go on for too long. <laughs> but he I need, I need so this to end. This Dokla is probably a fine person. And we need I'm to not, let I'm Dokla talking about his gameplay. I ain't talking about his personability. Yeah, a person's worth is defined by their gameplay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he can play Poppy and Poppy alone. I want them to buy another top player who can Poppy's play something other than Poppy. Anthony, you've played more Poppy than I have, but I'm going to I assume I've played more Poppy than most players who play League of Legends. Poppy's not that hard, correct or incorrect? Eh, she's pretty easy to learn. She's hard to master. She's okay. Got a, she's got a pretty high skill, skill ceiling. Yeah, but I expect a... Yeah, to be you expect Doug to be able to play Poppy. I also expect him to be able to play a lot of other champions. But he can't. You know what? Fair play. Anyway. <laughs> Fair play. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't anticipate that being a change that happens to Optic soon. I, I think that's a no, much I don't, think, I don't think a thing. lot of changes are going to happen before the, before the start of the next split. I think the offseason is going to be really interesting to look at the new Dignitas and Immortals rosters and see whatever they come up with. I agree. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see how much of those teams are going to remain the same. I really do think Optic does have a strong base. They just need a few tweaks. Whereas Clutch Gaming, I might be looking at a more... Uh, sorry, I confused myself for a second. I was thinking about four different team names. names. Clutch Gaming, I think, is a little bit more uh, in need of a general overhaul. I, I think... The clutch might benefit more from a coaching structure structure change than any player changes. That's fair. But it it's it's just it's hard to really call the whole thing out. So so, it, 
we're, we're talking like four to f six months away from from us right now it's really hard to talk, talk that out when yeah this is we're three weeks into the split. like for all what, what can actually happen is that both of these teams just plummet down to the bottom of the ladder and they're just useless for the rest of the split that's entirely possible it's yes not, it's not probable um, it feels unlikely right it could happen, and there could be an entire breakdown, which in, which in the offseason, the new management is just like, all right, blow it up and make a new one. Yes, but again, that feels a little less likely, but, you know, we never, you never know with the fucking these teams. So, they're, it, they're really it, all it has to do is happen to one of them, and, and the whole landscape of the situation changes. Completely agree. All right. I think that's some uh, good Immortals didn't pass discussion. Yeah, some good stuff. So 9.2 in the LCS. We're coming up on what? it. 9.12. <laughs> it's 12, but okay. Nine well, 9.12 in the LCS. We got nerfs to some champions, and we got a new demonic friend on the rift. All right. So last week, we talked about the OP5 champions. Every single one of them got nerfed. Yep, Riot heard our pleas, our demands, and, our requests. And figured it out two weeks before that episode went out. Yep. <laughs> but that's just because they hacked your computer and stole your bot. No. <laughs> uh, so uh, Riot's got an entire rework, basically. He's not the well, same like a champion. small rework. Uh, it's as big as his other reworks, to be honest, besides changing his ultimate again. That's fair. Like, you just don't change... Like Between... The first, I, I think he has other reworks before that. I don't remember. But the first rework where they made his ultimate a different kind of overload was the same thing. And now they just didn't change the his real ult. And now it's just the same range at all times. But it's better. So rise, yeah. So Do you yeah, think this will increase his uh, increase or decrease his priority? People have been saying Rise is in the dumpster, and he's kind of garbage now. So I I I tried playing him a little bit. I don't think he's that strong. Um, I played against him, and he doesn't feel like his his early game feels a little better. But at the same time, he lost his shield, and by losing that shield, it makes him squishier. So I can just yeah. kill him. And it doesn't matter that he moves faster, because he's dead. So if you don't have that extra 150 to 300 health, I can just kill you faster, and the move speed stops being helpful. So they made him less safe. They, they lowered his base mana, which is probably super important for his early game, and his damage... Well, no, wait, his damage is based off bonus mana, so that's not a point. But they changed the scaling for his overload to go to his ultimate, so his level 16 is actually more important. So he kind of scales more like Kale now, but yeah. I still don't feel like his numbers are in the right spot. And I think Riot are going to leave him leave him like this for probably another patch, would be my guess. They might touch him with something small by adding a little bit of something somewhere. But to me, it just looks like he's he's out of the game. I, I agree. Uh, especially since... Even before this, like you said, he hasn't been performing that well, and I think now it's going to be much easier to kill, a lot more exploitable, and I don't think the speed saves him from... Speed doesn't save you from, like, Predator Boots Skarner. It doesn't right? save like... you from Flash Ults. It doesn't save you from other CC. It's not like yeah. his, his It doesn't save you from Binds, right? Like, uh... Oh, cool, like, I'm stuck. Oh, Good. they also removed his, uh, his automatic root, so now it's a, uh, you have to land the E, and then you get the root. So, mm -hmm. And it's a slow otherwise. So that's that's actually big. That's actually a big change, which really hurt him against a lot of champions. And also it lowered his his uh, pick pick, like his pick ability. Yep, I yeah. agree. Uh, so who else do we have? We have Silas. Silas. Silas got a lot of changes too. He did some nerfs to his passive, some nerfs to his WQ. I've been hearing that Silas is dead as well. A lot of his numbers got turned down. Uh, by dropping quite a, well, they a dropped bit. his wave clear a lot. Like his they they dragged up his cooldown on a Z by four seconds max max rank. Yeah, that's that's probably another big factor for his late game because I'm pretty sure you level that second after Q. But it does give you more of a shield. It or does. gives you a shield now. No, it gave you a shield before. Or oh well, well it says oh, new. That's the second. It,
The image is stuck oh, on us still. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. Wait, hold on. Let me put my camera back on. I gotta open my notes. Hang on. Oh no, I have to launch PBE. <clears throat> Let me know when you're gonna. We're actually starting again. <laughs> cool. All my notes instantly loaded. That's nice. I don't know why this PC dropped. Over here. Okay. Alright. Alright, let's just go for it. So we were in the middle of talking about Silas. So. Yes, yes we were after that scary break we just had. Okay. Yeah, we had an accidental break. <laughs> um where uh, we all, uh, we briefly died and went to hell, and we fought our way out. We're now 20th level adventurers, and, um... We're ready to yeah. take on Silas. The Tarrasque. We're ready to 2v1 the Tarrasque. Okay. Uh, I'm now a 20th level fighter. How many clay golems am I allowed to bring? Uh, fuck, how many can you summon? I don't know. Uh, they come in scrolls. <laughs> well, however many this... However many rounds this get last... <laughs> Alright, um, so yeah. Okay. Uh, Silas. Uh, pretty gone, I think. From what I've been hearing. Pretty gone, but I don't know if he's completely out of the meta, if only because the utility he offers is insane. I think he's still pickable if your opponents pick an insanely good teamfight comp. Or if your opponent picks Skarner, I, or like, and one other champion that's got a really good ult to steal, I think it's still probably worth it. Or Because they didn't touch. <laughs> they, what? Or they pick Rise mid and he can just bully around too. Yeah, it's like they didn't touch his ult, so his ult still has a crazy short cooldown, right? Which means I think he's just now no longer an obscene bully that you pick 100% of the time. You maybe pick him like 70% of the time, or like really specifically into just super, super strong uh, enemy ults. But that's that seems fine to me. Okay. Uh, no champion that can hit Yumi. Yumi was actually kind of light. I think she's still probably going to get picked. Straight up. Or banned. But, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think... If we see any of these champions on the ban list next week, I'll be a little shocked. Uh, but Yumi just, I just... It it looks like they didn't touch why she was... Why people felt she was oppressive. What, her inability to die? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that and her Q being crazy poke. So... It just, they just nerfed some of her, or I, it looks more like they tuned some of her uh, damage sharing and her uh, passive a little, but it, it, it's, it's hard they to They didn't really touch say. the R either, again, and the R is crazy. The problem is that her R does less damage to you after the first hit, so it doesn't really do a lot of damage. It does like 300 No, max. no, I know, but it's still just like super good. <laughs> It, uh, and the cooldown is like it's it's crazy. Yeah, sure. I think the cooldown might need a bump up next patch. But I, they've been trying to take a slow approach to Yumi because she's a very different champion. So mm -hmm. they want to kind of. That's a her. reasonable reason to go yeah. slow. So uh, the other two that got touched that aren't really big changes were Aurelia, Aatrox, and uh, Aurelia and Aatrox. So. Uh, I don't think the Aatrox one matters. I've been playing him a, no, a that lot. Looks, when I was reading different. these, that looked super, super small to me. Uh, it, it Once you hit, like, level 9, it it's the same. It's basically yep. the same cooldown. So it doesn't it, it, it doesn't matter out of laning, basically. And for Aurelia, I think this stun nerf is actually pretty big, especially for early, because the stun, I think, was it's, this, it's your second level. So it takes until... It's Much like, later. It's like level 13 before you even hit where you were at level 11 or... Tw yeah, le you were like... No, level... It takes until level 14 to hit where you were at level 11-ish. I don't know. Yeah. Also, also the range is decreased by a bit. So, I think Aurelia is out of the ban list. I think Aatrox is probably the number one pick in League of Legends now. All hail your new ruler, the Dark Again, Man. our once and future king. <laughs> There are a few other notes I want to touch on, though, for this patch, if that's okay. Okay. 
I think we're going to see a priority raise in Karma because I think Karma, yes. I think with the Caitlyn buffs, her attack damage being increased by two, I believe we will see an increase in priority in Lux because Lux Caitlyn is an extremely good lane. Oh, not you too. Uh, we're back. Hello. Uh oh. Okay. Hello? Okay. Are we back? Yeah, I don't know. What to, okay, the internet in our area is, I guess, just dying today. So, well, I was on my was... computer before. It boot cycled. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened then. So anyway, where did I cut out? Uh, something about karma. Okay, I think. Uh, Karma's priority increases because Lux's priority increases because Caitlyn Lux is a very good lane. Caitlyn is just buffed. Uh, Lux Caitlyn is really good at sieging. Uh, Lux Caitlyn is really good at poke. And Lux Caitlyn is really good at fight because if you get caught with a Lux bind, Caitlyn gets a guaranteed trap and guaranteed E if she cycles it right, which is an insane amount of damage early on. Uh, and Karma is one of the a champion that I think is extremely good in the Lux. Uh, the speed boosts allow for easier dodges uh, and a good answer to the Caitlyn damage. Uh, plus, her poke is extremely good with champions like Caitlyn. And I think we're going to see a slightly, we might see a slightly higher priority on Ash. The volley cooldown isn't a lot, but it helps. And Ash, I think, is an extremely good matchup into Caitlyn. Uh, she's able to wave clear. She's able to match the siege in a lot of ways, not in range, but in damage output. Uh, and her early level W harass is is really really good in the immobile champions like Caitlyn. On so a on Ash, do you level W first in most cases? I do, and every time I've checked a build, that's typically what they say. Um, so getting that sooner, a four second W at level nine is going to be very nice. Um, Especially if sometimes you depend Essence Reaver. Yeah, sometimes you put a couple points into Q early. Right, just if you're going to be sieging a lot or doing something like that. But generally speaking, um, if you're not fighting a lot, uh, your W is pretty good. And I think Lulu's changes are well; they're just VFX updates, aren't they? Yeah. No, no, the E got. Above. Oh no, no, there's an increased shield. Yeah, so I think we're going to see the rise of the mage and enchantress supports again. It was mentioned sort of on the desk last week. Um, I think that's only going to get better uh, because. Karma is kind of crazy right now, and she does really, really good into Lux, uh, and Lux is pretty crazy right now, so I'm going to be expecting to see, you know, I, I I never know, right, with pro play if it's, like, the same, but, like, I expect to see a little bit of priority at least thrown their way. So, there was actually a couple of tank changes. Well, they, they nerfed Nautilus a little bit. means nothing. Just, uh, they nerfed... Oh, Tom they changed Zack. Yeah, they they changed that. I'm gonna get that in a sec. They nerfed Tom Kench, which is kind of specifically an Ole nerf. Bench the Kench. Bench the because uh, he's the only one really playing it. So, and goddamn, does he play it well? Yeah, he plays it pretty good. But just, uh, please nerf this champion more, or whatever you do, change it so he gets out of top lane. I don't want to see this man in my lane anymore. I and make sure he doesn't come back to bot lane either, because <laughs> it's horrible down there. So uh, Zach got some changes, which are looking interesting. Because they're upping his W base damage, which it's not a big bonus, but you get like six of these off on a camp. That's an extra 60 damage from every level. Like level one, that's a lot. Which you can be level two instantly. Well, actually, wait, that's no, level one because you're not going to pick it up. Okay. Uh, and then his ult got a shorter knockback, which is actually kind of a buff because you can hit them again. If they're not knocked back as far. So it's kind of hard to be like, well, he's not displacing them as far. So it's a trade off, basically. You get a short knockback, get more damage. It's easy. Uh, corrupting potion means nothing. So on to the big boy. What did they change about? Oh, it's I 15 at that. all levels now, which means Whatever. nothing. You sell, you sell it by the time it, where it's worth anything. 
Oh, we have to talk about Mordekaiser now. Yes, we have to talk about Mordekaiser now. All right, so this is where I'm going to uh, tune out because I have not played Mordekaiser. All I can say is that if you play any champion uh, that you would build a QSS on against Skarner, you now have to build a QSS against Mordekaiser. Otherwise, you'll have a terrible, terrible time. So I, I already said uh, Aatrox was probably the number one champion in League of Legends. I lied. I forgot about Mordekaiser. Because Mordekaiser is... forget about him? Because he's new, man. He's never mattered since 2015. Uh, so yeah, right, Mordekaiser right, is broken by a lot, and he's really, 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 really strong. He's strong in the jungle, he's strong in the top lane, he's probably viable mid lane too, maybe a little less. But, uh, he can take your AD carry, take him out of the fight, and then clobber his head in for three seconds and he's dead. Mind you, he's then in the middle of your team. So the rest of his team needs to probably start fighting at that point, or he's probably gonna die. But either way, you have no way to carry now. So that ability to take a member of your team and take them out of the fight to fight with him means you're screwed. Because the champions that are going to beat Mordekaiser in the Dark Realm, or the Shadow Realm as we like to call it, uh, that's short. And they don't play those champions in the LCS. They don't play Nasus in the LCS. And if they pick Nasus to counter him, I'm going to be very surprised. Because Nasus is going to get his ass dove at level 4. I think the champions that might we might reasonably see, like I wouldn't be shocked to see if Fiora picked in the LCS Fiora against him. Fiora does good against him. Yeah, that, that um, would probably work. And and I wouldn't be like if someone picked Fiora top lane, I wouldn't be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, okay, it's in the Mord. Like, yeah, she's a really good duelist. If your timing's right, you can W the R, but that seems pretty hard to do. Then again, I'm garbage. It's so also really easy to W the E and get a free stun. Yeah, so that seems like a good matchup. I would be pretty surprised at some Olaf top lanes. That wouldn't... That... It, I don't think he's a good enough top laner in general for him to be even be, like, thought about as an option. I think Gangplank's been seeing a lot of play recently, and he just cleansed it with his W. I, I haven't seen yeah, it. I haven't seen really it or good. done it, but I'm pretty sure he just cleanse it with his W and just get out. So, it's, well, it, it seems can easy. Can you cleanse Malzalt and Skarnal? Yes, yes, you can. It's the same what, thing. It's... It's not a suppression in the same way. It's a, the, the, But you can QSS it. Because I haven't seen... Um, an Olaf ult out of it, but I've been told you can. So, who knows? But either way, uh, Mort's here. Get used to it, because he's broken, and he's probably going to get played. And if he's not played, and he's not banned, I will be shocked. Because he is not hard to learn. He is a rather simple champion by comparison to the last eight they put out. So, welcome to the world of Mordekaiser. Have you been reading the uh, forum posts about it? Uh, what do you mean? Just like people talking about it. I've seen a lot of posts of people saying you shouldn't be able to QSS it or get out of it. And people are like, yeah, I agree. It's like using it to use Zedalt. It's not really a, a CC. And I was like, bro, it's not CC? What are you talking? Oh, yeah, I, this is my favorite shit. We have some friends who are talking about this. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I agree. You should have a button that removes someone from the game that there's literally no counterplay to or interaction with. That seems fair and balanced. I agree. You know who oh. I have trouble with as Mordekaiser, like AD carry-wise? Vayne. <laughs> she's just, really good at dueling. It's not, it's not like she's really good at dueling. She can just turn invisible for half the fucking thing. And it's just like, yeah. I can't even fucking see you! Where are you? I'm just swinging wildly hunting. Yeah, I mean, honestly, on, as an AD carry player, anytime a Mord's on the enemy team, even if they're not doing well, I'm just like, I'm buying a QSS after, like, my first or second you, item. Yeah, you, the game's going. yeah, you I have QSS. It's like Skarner. It's like, if you're not building a QSS on Skarner, it's either because Skarner's AFK or because you're not playing the game, right? Like, it's like, and your team's 8,000 gold less, and I get a yeah, bonus when I get out of this. Honestly, I think even jung certain junglers need to start building QSS against Mord because... Man, those if you start picking that Baron fights, Dragon fights, rip them out. They have to have yeah. that QSS or they can't come back and smite it. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. really big. To delay you... the jungle items is even bigger deal than a lot of other champions because they get a little less gold. But... When you ult them out of uh, Dragon or Baron Pit, it's not there. It's not there and it's wonderful. They get so it's not confused. There, yeah. And no jungler in solo queue builds QSS. I mean, we've seen it's, in the past. It's also stupid expensive for a jungler. That's 13 That's what I'm saying. Gold. That's why it's a big deal. Right? But I've seen junglers have to do it. I mean, I remember the game that um, TL lost to fucking, was it Fox? 
the, the Rek'Sai had a QSS, like four people had a QSS that game. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. TL, TL lost the Fox because yeah. they overinvested in uh in QSSs. Yeah. But against Mordekaiser, I don't even think it's an overinvestment because you need to be able to be at objective fights you, as you, a jungler. And that's a huge task. You need to ban the old thing, whoever can duel him. Or just everyone build QSS. Or just like be like, all right, RIP support. It was nice knowing you. Have fun I, in there in the shadow realm. I bet you AD carries take cleanse into him. Cleanse might be good, uh, but it depends upon the rest of the... I don't know. He'll so good, though. It is, but you can just put on your support if you really need to. That's true. And, and to be honest, do you want heal or to get the fuck out of mortal for 1,300 gold for free? Well, here's the thing. I don't think QSS on AD carry is even that bad of a buy. It's right? not. Like, it, it, it's not that incon inconvenient, especially because if you're getting it from Mord then the MR actually does something for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah. building it into Mercurial doesn't hurt you. It gives you some lifesteal. It gives you a little damage. So for the... I'm not worried about the QSS on the AD carry. I am worried about it. I would see mid laners taking cleanse uh, a little bit more because a QSS for a mid laner could be more inconvenient. You might and push I would, out teleport. <laughs> it might, but we don't know. And I, I don't see a jungler taking cleanse, obviously. Hell no. But I do see a jungler being forced into 1300 gold of uh, kind of useless stats. So I, th I think the strategy going to Mordekaiser, if you don't ban him, which red side's probably required to ban Mordekaiser and Aatrox, but um, please stop that. Uh, Can you hear it? Yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, what was I saying? You, you need to be able to, pr if they pick Mord, your next pick needs to be your Mord counter to duel him constantly. Mm -hmm. And then you probably need to pick one for your jungler, too. So if you can't duel Mord in the top lane and in the jungle... So some Olaf priority? Uh, I guess Olaf priority. I don't think Olaf jungle... It's, it might work. It's pretty it good. Up. It might be okay into him in the jungle. because It's he, not bad, to be honest. Because, like, straight up dueling him, he's pretty good. But as a laner, he's not that strong. So, yeah, maybe that might work. I haven't seen it. Um, so... You need to be ready to deal with his ultimate taking you out. Because if you lose, you now have like a bunch of stats going over to Mordekaiser on top of that. And you better hope that his team hasn't counter-engaged on him, ulting, your, ulting whatever your target is. Because that'll hurt. That'll hurt so much. Yeah. You know, I haven't actually played Mord yet. Probably won for a long time. Not really, a, not really my kind of champion, but... Uh, so far from what I've seen of him and what I think I know about him, what I've heard about him is I would be surprised if he wasn't banned, right? I mean, when Yumi came out, she was pretty consistently banned because part of me is just like, yes, she's broken, but also like, I feel like new champions are a little bit more likely to be banned in pro play because if you haven't practiced them or practiced against them, you might not want to risk the enemy team who might have been practicing them picking it on stage. Yeah, I think I think a lot of teams are starting to come around to if a new thing comes out, we need to learn it quickly because if we learn it before anyone else, we could probably get an edge on them. Yeah, and so that usually would, for me, uh, translate into just a lot of bans pretty early on. Yeah. All right. So what do we have next? Uh, we have our picks for week four. Week four picks! There's nothing written in match preview. Uh, that's because I don't have any this week. I didn't pick it. Yeah, that's I didn't fair. Right, we'll just talk about how it's going to be bland. Yeah, we got plenty of stuff. We got a, we got a, we got the time felt. Yeah, to, we had, you know, we had... cut it up because it's got to fit it. But we could. All right. Uh, so the only spot where we disagree was on the Fox, Fox clutch. clutch game. And I feel like we disagree just because it's like, who the fuck knows? But for me, Fox just looked more inconsistent than clutch gaming. Yeah. I mean, I don't think TL, you're wrong. But... That one to me felt more like a coin flip. Like, I don't know. I can see this going either way. But... Oh, wait. We do disagree on the Fox Optic one, too. Oh, do we? Oh. Yeah. Did you put you put down Fox, man. I did. I don't remember doing that. That's my mistake. Did you mean <laughs> to happens. put down Optic? I don't remember, but I'll stick to Fox. Okay. Uh, I just. I, I think I did mean to put down Optic, but that's okay. <laughs> I gotta proofread these from now on. Uh, so, I just, So, Fox... Has Fox been hopping mid laners, or was that Clutch who was hopping mid laners? No, Fox has been swapping their AD carry, because they were playing Lost, and now they're playing Apollo again. Yeah. And then they went 0-2 with that, 
and it's not getting better. So Fox is kind of in a bad spot. And then Clutcher still, I feel, fishing. Clutch was messing with their mid lane. I think they put in Yasui instead of Demonte, right? Shit, I don't remember. Uh, let's see who the roster is. You're asking me about teams I barely pay attention to. I barely pay attention to them, too. Uh, no, I th think they've been running. Yeah, no, they've just been running Demonte the whole time. Really? Huh. That. Uh, uh, oh, Echo Fox is running Phoenix. Who the hell is running Yasui? Is that a hundred thieves? I feel like that might have been a hundred thieves. I should remember these rosters better. It's hard to remember. Both, it's hard to remember fifty people's names when it's not really their names. And then just oh, and then they move teams every six months. They really do. Oh, everyone moves everywhere. But I just. I don't. I just think Cody's son is probably gonna be more consistent than whatever the hell the bot lane. Or Cody's son and Vulcan, I mean, is gonna be more consistent than whatever bot lane uh, Echo Fox is putting out because they just their bot lane seems to be all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. Just Rush feels like he's not like popping off as strong as he used to. Solo's been looking good, but he hasn't been looking good enough. That's and, true. And Hooney should probably be able to beat Solo. But it's Hooney. So, so you knows? never know. You never know which one you're going to get. Uh, Lyra, it's been looking better, to be honest. Yeah. But I just... But not like crazy. Yeah, not crazy. But yeah, I just, it's, it's hard to predict this. I think it's a close match, probably. They're, they're, they're like... They're, I don't know, they're actually... Clutch is two wins up on the bottom three, but they're still right next to each other in the standings. So, it's anybody's game. I don't know. Talking about low-tier games just kind of makes me sad that I can't talk about, like, a TL versus C9 match or a C9 versus TSM match or a TSM versus TL match. It just... Can I have some of those, right? I want some of those. Those are fun to watch. Those they are, are gameplay. These ones yeah, just make do. me sad. And that's why we don't have a match of the week this week. It's because this week it's just like, well, which one, right? Like, I think the most exciting game would probably be one of the Optic games against TSM or the TLGGS game. Yeah, there, there are a few games where there's the top six playing each other, but it's a six-way tie for first. Yeah, that's why of I'm just like, gonna I happen. don't even, That's why I'm like, I don't even know. Like, you want to talk about CLG FlyQuest? Let's talk about CLG FlyQuest. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be paying special attention to Optic TSM to see if Optic can beat TSM or at uh, least look at least look decent. Not horrible. Yeah, that might be interesting to see them play the one To of the see final if they just like three. lose okay and not lose like terribly. If if Optic actually manages to beat TSM, it'll probably be a pretty good story, but I I don't see it happening. I honestly don't think Crown Crown's been playing pretty good, not going to lie. But I think Bjergsen has been playing better. There's a reason he got player of the week last weekend. So, I don't know, Bjergsen, I think, is just a better hard carry, whereas Optics, or Optic, uh, Crown just seems to be trying to hard carry. He doesn't, it doesn't seem like he's really comfortable being the hard carry, and it seems like yeah. he might only be able to do it on TF. So, and Bjergsen can play TF2, apparently, if last weekend's uh, anything to go by. Yeah. It's just, it's so, not yeah, looking, there's not it's much not to talk about there. It, maybe they prove me wrong, and they have some real interesting matches this weekend, but it, it, looking at it now... I'm not feeling it. Yeah. All right. You want to take us home? Yeah, let's do it. That'll be it for this week on the Legendary Lee Lens Podcast. You can catch us, hopefully, uh, we're good next Monday at 7, right? We are good next Monday at Okay, seven. cool. Uh, Mondays at 7 Eastern on twitch.tv. So that's 2K11. Uh, catch the VODs on my YouTube channel. Have a nice day.